Welcome to the Audience Converter Podcast, the podcast for converting your audience from strangers to loyal fans. We dive deep and discuss how entrepreneurs, consultants, and coaches can level up their business to help more people in the world. Now here's your host, the creator of the Audience Conversion Method, Kimberly Whitecamp. As an entrepreneur, you wear all of the hats, bookkeeper, sales specialist, customer service, social media manager, marketing director, and of course, you have to find the time to do your actual job, the reason you became an entrepreneur in the first place, and decided to help people. It's really difficult to find the time to do your own tasks, much less create your own marketing. That's why I've created the Audience Conversion Method Live, a four-week course that's going to dive deep into the framework I've created to help my clients plan out their next 12 months of marketing. No more wondering if you're writing the right stuff, if you're posting in the right places, or what you should be doing the next time you sit down to create your own marketing. Join me on the wait list and be the first to receive information about how to sign up and be eligible for an early bird bonus. Go to theaudienceconverter.com slash waitlist dash AC dash live. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Audience Converter podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about lead generation, a very important thing for all entrepreneurs. Uh, But before we dive in, I'm Kimberly Whitecamp, your host, conversion copywriter and marketing strategist. Today, I'll be talking with Tom Poland uh, to dive into lead generation and how to do it right for your business. Uh, Tom is a multiple best-selling author and inbound lead generation expert who works with professionals who are marketing services, advice, or software. He has clients in 27 cities and 15 time zones around the world. He's spoken on global speaking platforms alongside the likes of Brian Tracy, Marshall Goldsmith, Dr. Ivan Meisner, Michael Port, and many other marketing greats. He's in Australia, and today he's joining us on the show. So, Tom, thank you so much for joining us, and welcome. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me, Kimberly. I'm really excited to talk all about inbound marketing and lead generation. It's, it's, a, it's a fun topic for me, uh, and I know it's really important for all entrepreneurs to just kind of get a, a handle on that. So uh, why don't we just dive on in? Can you tell me a little bit about you know, your journey to really figuring out the leadsology uh, method, method mm. and uh, you know, kind of what brought you to what you do now? Okay. So, well, we wind the clock back almost 40 years when I started my first business. And in those days, we didn't have a thing called the internet. That's changed the ball game a bit, but the principles are still the same. But Leadsology was born out of actually a series of frustrations and disappointments because I paid a lot of money to a lot of people and went to a lot of seminars and workshops as you did back then and paid, you know, went back and implemented everything that I'd learned and found that it didn't make any difference. And it took me way, 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 way too long to figure out why. And the why was because the marketing people I was learning from were giving marketing strategies and tactics and campaigns that were meant to work for everyone. And what I discovered is that when you're marketing something that's a service or a software, that's essentially, I call it the invisible, marketing the invisible, that what works for, say, a car seller or someone who's selling golf clubs doesn't work for you. So, you know, a consultant or a business coach, you can't just stick up a billboard and have people on the freeway pull over and, you know, order your golf clubs. Uh, In other words, I discovered that all the marketing works for something. It's a physical product, 
unfortunately does not work for something that's a service or advice or later on it became software as well. So that's that's how I came up with Zeebsology because then I had to figure the darn thing out myself, which took about 11 years. <laughs> and once I had figured it out, then everyone said, well, how are you getting all these leads? And that was the birth of Leadsology. And I switched from marketing for my own businesses to actually showing people how to do lead generation. Wow, that's uh, I love your intro there, right? Before the internet, things have changed just slightly. I, I must agree with you. <laughs> um, however, but, Yeah, but the principles haven't. The mediums have changed, but not the principles, which is what effective marketing does is it puts an offer in front of someone who's already looking for the offer. That Absolutely. was pre-internet and it's true now. So I love your approach about how you realize that, you know, if you're marketing the invisible, I, I like that phrase. I've not heard it before where it's like coaching or services or that type of thing. It's not, you know, the physical products, you're not selling a coat. Uh, so can you tell me a little bit about uh, what the differences are for uh, marketing the invisible? Okay, so the, the biggest difference is that when you're selling a car or golf clubs or a house, people are interested in the product or service. Or sorry, the product. It's, it's a physical thing. So is the brand a reputable one? Does it have the features I want? Is there a warranty, a guarantee? What's the price? So it's all about the product, right? But when you're marketing advice services or development software, it's about the person. And when you're marketing the invisible, it's far more like you're proposing marriage than it is selling a washing machine. Because if, and, and you know, just think about buying a washing machine. You, you go into the appliance store or you shop online or whatever, you don't have to like the salesperson. You have to like the washing machine. Because once you've got that washing machine installed, you don't have to anything to do with the salesperson anymore. But if you're a consultant, et cetera, et cetera, then people are actually entering into a relationship with you. And that's why I say it's far more like you're proposing marriage. You, you know, you, you really, it's a really good idea to offer people a few first dates or a few dates, I should say, before you propose marriage. I mean, I, I fell in with, love with my wife at first sight. I mean, literally, I, I literally fell in love with her at first sight. And I could have gone up to her and proposed marriage, but I figured, you know, I was just smart enough to know that probably wouldn't work very well. And so we had a few, you know, we had a few first dates. Um, I mean, I can tell you the whole story, but it, it was bordering on miraculous. When I, I saw her across the other side of a crowded room, literally, it was like the start of a workshop a meditation retreat, and I, and the whole of the rest of the room went opaque apart from her face. I literally, everything else in the room was out of focus. I was just absolutely gone. I was just, I, oh my God, I've got to meet this woman. Anyway, cut a long story short, we, you know, we dated for like a year and then we got married. But when you're, if, if, you, if, if you're a business coach or you've got uh, high-end software or you're a consultant or something like that, a financial planner, people want to get to know you before you propose that you meet and talk about working together. So, and this is where content marketing comes in. And this is the difference between outbound marketing, which will work fine for your golf clubs and your, you know, your washing machines and everything else, but will not work well when you're marketing invisible. Um, so content of diff very different descriptions, so it could be webinar content, it could be a book, it could be social media content, allows people to have those first few dates with you before you suggest that they reach out and purchase something or, 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 or book a time to have a chat with you about becoming a client. Absolutely. I love that uh, approach that you're talking about. It's it's very simple and straightforward. 
Um, and it, it's definitely true. I find, you know, one of the biggest things that you'll find pushback on as a, as a copywriter, I've found is people are like, well, I don't want to put too much of myself into my marketing. And I'll tell them the reason why people want to work with you, because I also work with coaches and consultants. Um, you know, right. the reason they want to work with you is because you're you, not because you're somebody else, not because you swiped a template from somebody that sounds nothing like you. Uh, they want to work with you because they like you and your approach and the way you do things. Uh, ab absolutely. We shouldn't fuse our marketing with our ethics and our personality and our values and our beliefs, uh, because that's what we're here for. We're here to get our gift to the world, unique as it is, out there. That's our destiny. That's our path. That's our life purpose. If we make ourselves sound the same as everyone else, then we're taking up a human body, which is superfluous. It's completely, there's no point to it. So we've got to project who we are and our marketing. And besides that, besides the whole thing about it's your gift to the world, which I totally believe and, and, and promote that concept, it's the one thing that no one else can copy. No one else is you. So it's the one competitive advantage because lots of things, I mean, if I'd run a webinar and people, people can copy how I do that, right? But they can't copy Tom Poland because there's only one of me. I've got a unique DNA, unique eyeball, unique everything. So for, for, for I could almost literally say for God's sake, but for your own sake, be you and, and express you in your marketing because that is your sole and only competitive point of difference that cannot be copied. Absolutely. And, you know, that's, and it's something that a lot of people I think are finally kind of figuring out. Um, you'll see a lot of content out there, right? About being authentic, being authentic. Um, right. And that's just, you know, be yourself, be you, you know, especially since, especially if, if you're talking about selling the invisible, like you are, where you're going to be working closely with somebody uh, with advice or with consulting or that kind of thing, you want to be able to know uh, well, if their marketing sounds like this, and then I talk to the real person, it shouldn't be a disconnect, right? There should be, it should sound like the same person. It should give you a preview of what it's like to work with you by consuming that content, by reading those emails, by attending that webinar. 100%. I agree. 100%. It's, it's the, book, the book cover, the content of the book needs to be reflected in the cover. And, you know, as I often say to people, if, if, if you have someone that does bait and switch at the marketing point, it's not going to get any better when you work with them. So if someone says, look, this is an amazing webinar, come along and you'll learn this and you'll learn that. And it turns out it's just a one hour sales pitch. Is that going to get any better once you hand them money? No, it's not. <laughs> they're not going to be, if they're dishonest in their marketing, they're going to be dishonest in their value delivery. So don't pay them any money. Uh, but, so agree. Yeah. I've attended yeah. so many webinars. They promise to like teach you something. Of course, usually I know at the end of a webinar, there is going to be an offer in general, but yeah. I would like the actual content of the webinar to teach me something. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's an old saying, if you, if you can't, if you can't feed the sheep, don't shear them. So if you can't, if you Not can't provide that one, you, you, you earn the right to make people an offer by giving them fantastic content. So and it's value-added marketing. You know, you people, it's like it's like the date, right? You don't want people walking away from the, your first date going, well, man, that guy's a jerk. Even if you don't go anywhere else, you at least want them walking away, have you having made a positive impact on their life and, I don't know, at least giving them a fun evening, I guess. <laughs> the thing yes. of your marketing that every single point of contact in your marketing should add value to someone. It should make someone's lives potentially a little bit better because that's that's your book cover and that, obviously should be reflected in your value delivery, your, your product or your service as well. Absolutely. That's kind of my whole approach is, you know, at the heart of every marketing campaign should be the question of how can I help you? 
Because if you're not providing value, if you're not helping your audience, then are you really going to be able to continue to help them um, at a higher level? Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, so let's leave behind all the bait and switches. So bait and switches where people promise something, but you end up with something else that's different. Let's leave all that behind. Let's, and that's a part of being, uh, we can talk about, you know, authentic, authenticity in the marketing is allowing your thoughts, your values, your personality to come through as a flavor. Um, the genuineness of the marketing is is let's give people what we told them we're going to give them. Um, for example, with my clients, I recommend if you're going to do a webinar, don't present it as a free training webinar. Present it as a demonstration of how you work with your clients because that's a more direct, transparent, and accurate description of what they're going to experience. And, and let them know right from the get-go that there's going to be an offer at the end of the webinar and you can hang around for that and listen to it if you like or you can disappear if you got what you came for. So let's just let's just tell people. I mean, let's be smart about it, but let's tell people what they're going to experience, and then at least deliver, if not over deliver, on that experience. So they have a great impression of our brand. And bearing in mind that most people won't book a time to have a chat with you on the first exposure, it's going to be on average the fifth exposure to your brand. So they might have listened to your podcast, they might have uh, downloaded your free e guide, might have attended your webinar, done your checklist, whatever. But it's the fifth exposure to your brand that the majority of people who will become your clients are going to reach out to you and make an inquiry on. Five dates. Absolutely. It's such a great approach to just kind of reframe what you're using the marketing term for, right? Webinar is, it's a preview of how you're working with you. I really like that. So I know that you've literally written the book on Leadsology, but can you give us a little kind of overview of what that framework looks like? Okay. Yeah. Great question. So Think about my, every single type of marketing, whether it's inbound or outbound marketting, follows uh, is, is a three-part structure to it. First of all, you need an audience. So these are the people that you're going to run your webinar for, or the people who are going to read your book, or the people who are going to download your PDF, have a look at your social media assets. If there's no people, well, we've got no marketing, right? So everyone's got to have an audience. And the question is, of all the different options you have when sourcing your audiences, whether it's Facebook ads or Pinterest or whatever it might be, what's the best audience source? Um, the next part of every single marketing equation is the asset. And the assets, the, that's, that's the, the mechanism through which you get the message about your magic out to the market, out to the audience. It could be the book or the webinar or the Facebook group or whatever it happens to be. But article marketing, there's radio advertisements, there's, there's just a gazillion different ways that you can get your message about what it is you do out to your audience. And that's what we call your asset. So we've got the audience, we've got the asset, and finally, we've got the action, the call to action. What is it when people are ready to reach out to you? What do you want them to do? What's, what's the call to action? Lots of different calls to actions. You can download, you can connect, you can follow, you can book a consult, you can buy something. So in broad terms, there's the framework for every single sort of type of marketing on the planet. You need an audience, you need an asset, and you need a call to action. So the question then becomes, well, for my service and my market in my country, and for me, What's the best audience? What's the best asset? What's the best call to action? So we can cut to the skinny on that. The best way to get your audience is through, is through other people's lists, other people's networks, other people's email lists. That's the best audience source because if someone's listening to this podcast, Kimberly, then they're probably going to be interested in lead gen and marketing and copywriting. So, so this is an example of someone else's network. This is an example of an audience which is – completely free to access, which is rinse and repeatable because there's lots of different audiences out there and which is of relatively high quality. What, what we do is we drive people, depending on the, the, the audience source, 
is we'll drive people to a webinar. And that's like a first date. People get to see how I work with my clients. They can, you know, take some time to get to know me and so on. And the call to action is the consult. So if, if listeners think of those three parts, the best audiences are the people's networks because it's free and exhaustible and of high quality, relatively high quality. The best asset is to get interested people to attend your webinar so that you can prove or demonstrate exactly how you work with your clients. And then the best call to action is for them to book a consult with you. Wow. It's, it's nice and simple and straightforward. Um, and it's something that, uh, you know, I think a, a lot of people appreciate when you kind of just define it, move on to the next step. And I liked what you said about the, uh, you know, asset in action, because it's really important to know what is the next step you want people to take. Is it that you want them to just follow you and get passive interaction? Are you wanting to to get them onto that phone call immediately? Or is that something that you want to do a little bit later? All of those kinds of things. Yeah. And it's, and it, and it really comes down to the asset because if the asset say is um, a Pinterest page, well, that's not where you want to call to actually to book a consult. That's kind of like, you know, it's almost like proposing marriage at first sight is, you know, you've seen my, my pin here, which is, which is nice. Book a time to talk with me. No, we haven't had a first date yet. So, you know, we, 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 we need to get them, we need to get them, uh, give them opportunities to get to know us before we propose that they reach out and talk to us. It's like seeing it's, uh, uh, your, your future wife across the room, right? You got to have the first date. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Don't ask her to marry you straight off the bat. Uh, that's a, it's a good plan. <laughs> so you talk about uh, something called Hugh Jackman marketing, and I would just, uh, I, I'm really intrigued and want to know a little bit more right. about that. <laughs> Well, long story short, I was I was having coffee with my wife in the kitchen one day. This is actually early last year. And I don't know why I had some sort of brain sneeze. And I said to her, who do you think is the world's most irresistible man? And we had a conversation around this. And eventually her face lit up and she said, oh, I know, Hugh Jackman. And I said, yeah, I guess, I mean, he's he's a hunk of loving, right? He's good, pretty good looking. He's got a body Adonis would die for. Um, he, he can sing, he can dance. If you've seen The Greatest Showman and so many other movies and mm-hmm. uh, Marvels, he's incredible. And I said, okay, all right, I, I'm, I'm, I'm buying this. You know, I, 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 I accept your answer, I said. And then I had the second brace knees. And I said, well, what would happen if there was a knock at the front door right now and you went and answered and it was Hugh Jackman and he proposed to you? So what, what, would, you, what would you tell him? And she looked at me and she said, Tom, you know I love you, right? And I thought, and I said to her, yeah, I think I know what's coming next. And she's kind of blurted it out. She said, well, I'm sorry, but it's Hugh freaking Jackman. You know, I'd run away with the guy. And, and I, I, sort of, I, I sort of wiped the tear out of the corner of my eye. And I said, I'm joking. But, but I said to her, I thought about it for a moment. I said to her, you know what? I don't think you need to apologize because if I had answered the front door and Hugh Jackman had proposed to me, I probably would have gone as well. And I'm not even gay. <laughs> <laughs> It's Hugh freaking Jackman. And, and the reason I tell the story is it illustrates a really important point in that a lot of people practice what I call Hugh Jackman marketing. It's like proposal at first sight, right? We talked about that before. So what does that look like? It looks like going to a business networking meeting and thrusting your business card into the hands of perfect strangers and saying, you know, if you want to talk about SEO services, let me know. That's Hugh Jackman marketing. You're sending out 10,000 direct mail letters to people who have absolutely no idea if they have any interest whatsoever in our services. And saying, look, just, you know, go to this URL and book a time. We'll have a talk about this. So that's all that Hugh Jackman marketing will work pretty good. If you have golf clubs or a house, you can put a billboard up. You can do a radio advertisement and say, we've got the super duper thing. Come and have a look at it. 
and that's the difference between marketing physical products at which you can get away with a huge Jackman marketing half price golf clubs. People are going to drive in and have a look at that thing. But you can't get away with huge Jackman marketing when you're marketing services, advice, or software. You've got to create this content we're talking about and get the audiences to experience your asset. And then, then you've earned the right, you know, then you fed the sheet and you, you earn the right to, to share them, make them an offer to have a, have a consult. Very interesting approach to that. And I think also it's kind of, you know, with Hugh Jackman, right? It's it's someone everyone knows. So, okay, then you could propose marriage. But, you know, when you're doing the invisible, uh, when you're providing services or advice or that kind of thing, you know, not everyone's going to know you. Even if you're well-known in your small circle, if they're slightly outside of that circle, they may not know who you are. So you need to exactly. be able to uh, establish that connection first. Yeah, I'll offer them a few dates. Um, and it's... The, the webinar is probably the exception. We, we've tracked all the numbers and we know that we, we divide webinar attendees into three categories. Uh, there are the seekers and these are the people who have come along and are hoping that they can buy from you, that they can book a consult or better still, they can just get a URL and go and sign up for your program. But that's only 3% of the audience, so the seekers. And there's the explorers who are the ones that, and that, that 12% of your audience are explorers. These are people who are going to need the five exposures to your brand before they're ready to reach out and book a consult or buy anything. So explore, and I call them explorers because they, they have to have their need for exploration met before they buy. They're slower decision makers than the seekers. And if you don't have multiple opportunities for them to experience your brand, you know, maybe a blog or a podcast or webinar and so on, then they will go and get that need net somewhere else. So they'll come into your email subscriber list and then they'll disappear again. So, 3% are seekers. They just want to know how to buy and the sooner the better. Five, sorry, 12% uh, are explorers and the other 85% are wanderers. They just are wandering around smelling the flowers, so to speak. But, but, but the name of the game, of course, is on your webinar or whatever it is you people are, however they're experiencing, whatever date that they're having with you, is to move the wanderers into the explorers and to move the explorers into the seekers. I love that description. That is... Such a great um, explanation because, you know, they'll, they'll tell you uh, at any one time, only 3% of your audience is interested in buying from you because they've reached that point where they're ready. They're ready to go. They're like, okay, just give me the link. Um, but, you know, talking about how you need to make sure to move the rest of the people into those other stages. And I've not heard it broken down to the, to the explorers and, this, and the wanderers that way before. Yeah. And, and once you understand that, you understand why it's so important not just to go straight for the jugular and and go hey book a consult you understand why it's important to add value because if you think you think of um, let's say it's sunday morning and and you know you decide to go through a walk through a forest and you're just going to walk through the forest because you want to be in nature you're not trying to get anywhere you know you might go to an out and back or a loop or something it's just you just want to walk through a forest but so it's sunday morning you're walking through the forest and you see a shiny something shining like a, a few yards off the track and it, and it glinting in the sunlight. You, if you imagine this, you walk over and you see it's a pretty big diamond. So you, you pick up the diamond and you have a look at it. You stick it in your rucksack or your pocket or whatever. The very next thing you're going to do is look for more diamonds because you've just found something unexpectedly that was very valuable. And it's exactly the same experience for the wanderers when they come to your webinar or they download a free PDF or the blog post. If they find something that's valuable, even though they weren't looking for it, they will keep looking around your brand to see if there's something else. 
they're, they're looking for those shining diamonds. And once you give them one, then they're hoping to get the next one. Yeah. And you've just shifted them from being a wanderer to an explorer, because going back to my metaphor on the forest trail, they were starting with no intention to explore for anything, but now they've found something valuable, they're going to keep their eye out for more valuable items. And same deal if, as I said, if they've been to your blog post, your podcast, your webinar, whatever it is you're running, give them something valuable. So you can shift the wanderers, the 85%, into the explorers, the 12%. Absolutely. So we've talked about so many really great things here about how to divide your audience, about not proposing marriage on the first date or before the first date. Uh, and, you know, talking about um, you moving people from one step to the next step uh, in the journey from moving from, I don't know who you are to, okay, now I'm ready to have a chat. Uh, you know, if you had one piece of information or one key takeaway, right? We're almost out of time here. So one key takeaway for people to to take from this episode after I'm a big uh, fan of action. So after they listen to this episode, what's the first thing they should go do? The foundation for all effective marketing is getting your marketing message right. You need to have this, this I don't really mind what people call it, elevator pitch, USP, slogan, tagline or whatever. But you need to have something you can infuse all of your marketing with, a message that is going to get cut through, critical concept. You get cut through, it gets noticed, and also motivates people to want to know more. So I can help folk do that with, we have a, a five-day challenge, which helps people do that, plus generate some leads. It's called fivehourchallenge.com. So folks, and that's, that's one action they can take. And that's like a 10-minute video every day over the five days. If they do that video, plus the action item, it's going to take about five days. They'll have a marketing message that's going to get cut through. And that can be used on the cover of a book. It can be titled the webinar. It can be used at your business networking meetings, on your website, on your LinkedIn profile. That's what I would start with is get your marketing message right. So you get cut through and you motivate people to want to know more. That is such a valuable gift. Thank you so much for offering that. Again, people check out uh, 5hourchallenge.com. And of course, all of these will be in the show notes. Uh, and it's really true. You know, you need to know what you're talking about and how to talk about it so that it's really easy for you to, to meet somebody new, let them know what you do and move them to, oh, that's interesting or, oh, that's not for me. Um, and getting the marketing message right is, is a really key first step to that. So, uh, Tom, if somebody wants to work with you or learn more about you and Leadsology and what you do, uh, how, they, how can they connect with you? Best thing they can do is go to INeedInbound.com. INeedInbound.com. Book a 15-minute session. We'll have a chat. We'll have a conversation. Um, you know, I, I enjoy meeting with people and we'll explore whether I've got something here that's, that's right for them or not. It won't be uh, a free idea session, but it, I also promise it won't be a sales ambush either. It'll just be a conversation between two adults to figure out as I said, if I've got something that might be useful. Fantastic. So definitely check out INeedInbound.com and we'll have a, a couple of social networks that Tom is on. You can see a little bit about what he's posting about. Uh, Tom, I want to say thank you so much for coming onto the show and sharing your wisdom with all of us and all of your really great stories. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for being such a great host and making it easy for me. I thank you. I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, until next time. Thanks for listening to the Audience Converter Podcast. For more information and important links about today's show or for access to our website, visit theaudienceconverter.com. Take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.